0: Hi, and welcome to Office Hours, a podcast presented by College Fashionista. It's Amy Levin here. This week, I'm chatting with Barbie Ferreira, also known as Barbie Knox on Instagram. Barbie is a 19-year-old powerhouse who is known for her raw personality, unfiltered social media presence, and of course, her fast-growing modeling career. I can't wait for you guys to hear direct from Barbie. And let me tell you, in real life, she was just as cool as she is on social. Well, we're so happy to have you here, and I would love for you just to start a back, like where are you
1: from, how old are you, give us some backstory on that. Um, I'm 19, I was born in New York, here, where we are in Manhattan. I actually live a block away from the hospital I was born at now, I moved to Spanish Harlem, and I moved to Queens for a bit, and I lived there for like, most of my childhood um, didn't really do much there. So then I moved to Jersey because my mom, you know, immigrated here. She had, like, you know, she wanted a house. She wanted, like, that. Where is she from? Brazil. Oh, awesome. Yeah, so my, my mom... My do you grandma, have a lot of family back home? Yeah, I don't have anyone here. I have... Really? My grandma just moved back to Brazil, and she's... I just found out today she's not coming for Christmas. I'm a little tight about that, but... Did you like your childhood? Did you like growing up here? You know, I, I think my childhood, definitely, I wouldn't take anything back, but definitely not a good... I think I'm a completely different person than I am now, than I was a kid. It was like... What was so traumatic about it? It was traumatic. I just didn't have any friends, like none. And when I say I don't have friends, I mean like nobody liked me. Like I moved, nobody was my friend. I was a little weird. I was a little too crazy. Like, you no, know, like a little too outspoken and stuff. And I just like just different. I was like a little emo, you know, like in clothes. Yeah. In yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think I really just found friends through the internet, I think, when I started going on Tumblr, maybe like 14, 15. And how did you discover Tumblr? Um, I remember like very vividly with Discovery Tumblr actually. <laughs> I was in personal finance class, freshman year of high school in Hackensack 14. High School. I was thirteen. because oh, 13, okay. I was super I was super young. And I think someone had like a really, really dumb Tumblr for like a uh, like they had just like house designs and stuff on it, you know, like really early, <laughs> like twinkling lights or something. And I made one. And I remember I loved it so much just because I could have, like, all these, like, pictures were on there, which was, like, such a foreign concept to me because I've always been on the internet, but it's always been, like, Neopets or RuneScape or like, right. Harry Potter forums. like right. <laughs> so <laughs> Normal, was, like, normal just, stuff. Yeah, like, super normal stuff that made me super cool in school. So, <laughs> yeah.
0: That's great. So then you got into it and you started to use it as an outlet to express yourself. Definitely.
1: And... I think I started taking, like, photo booth selfies of me being, like, Pastel grunge or whatever they had at that time, whatever like was the trend, and you know I like pierced my own nose when I was like 40 or something. I was like, I'm so cool, like. And but like your follow,
0: I mean that's how you really got discovered more or less.
1: Yeah, like I definitely like I started got like I got got, slowly I got more followers, and at one point I had you know what I thought was like so much. The thing with Tumblr is no one can see how many followers you have, right? So it's kind of cool because it was kind of embarrassing that followers like people in school would be like, oh man, I saw your Tumblr, I'd be like, screech. Like yeah. runs to the bathroom. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You're like, please don't look at that. Please don't look at that. It's so personal, but like it's not it's on the internet. Right.
0: It's sad that Tumblr's not what it used to be. Yeah, I don't really like now Tumblr. Now we're anymore. on Instagram. Like I feel like Instagram is today what Tumblr was then.
1: Yeah. Like no if doubt you were
0: gonna really. start something and curate and show people who you are, it'd be on Instagram. Yeah, I think Tumblr just
1: got a little too too crazy for me it was like i got i got it got a little too like cl- it was weird because it's the internet people got clicky but then it, it would merge into my real life because i started having like internet friends so it's really weird everyone yeah it's i cookie. feel like the whole gen z
0: generation everyone has these internet yeah internet friends, friends. and they're That's actually a real, real thing
1: friends. i remember when my mom would be like <gasps> have you met to some, some people some oh i met internet? so many people from the internet Like, are they legit like, your good friends though? yeah it's funny because a lot of my friends, like, they started off kind of, it's such a small community of, like, curvy girls who yep. were doing things that probably weren't, you know, like, they're younger at that time. Like, a lot of the girls that we were looking at were so much older, you know, so sexy and mature and bombshells. And, like, I don't know, I couldn't relate you're 13, to that. Right. Yeah, you're, like, you know, 14, 15, 16, and you can't relate to that. So I think there was, like, a whole, like, group of girls in this specific, like, Like group on the internet that really just wanted curvy girls who they could relate to, and I think they were part of that too. So you know, we all kind of knew each other from the internet, from you know, mutually seeing pictures of like you know, body positivity or our journey into like loving ourselves, and then. It's yeah. funny because it became a career.
0: <laughs> we have a whole like hashtag insane at College Fashionista called Guru Gang. Ooh. And it's all about that. It's all about girls who contribute to College Fashionista who have met through College Fashionista and become internet friends. And a lot of them have never met, but they'll post images and they'll talk to each other. And so It's real friendship. It's real. And it's, it's so great that now you have access to meet people all around the world and you're not limited by where you live geographically and it's just a
1: really cool time and you can meet people that you can relate to way easier than the people that you're in the close proximity of you know we're very lucky that we live in new york and there's
0: so much diversity and chances are you'll be able to find people have similar interests but people who are located in more rural areas or you know different international cities like might feel very isolated and the fact that now you can have an outlet or a connection to someone I think as a 13 year old or you know a young teen like it's really important to feel like like you said like not like you're alone and you're a loser and you have no friends like no one yeah. wants to feel that way. Like I never felt cool until the
1: internet like
0: Yeah you're cool. like I'm legit
1: now. I was like oh my god you guys think I'm cool it's so great. <laughs> <laughs> For sure.
0: <laughs> How do you build your like persona on social and do you think your persona on Social is different than what
1: you're like in real life. It's so funny because I don't even see my my social as a persona. (laughs) Yeah. you know I literally post things that I probably shouldn't to get followers or to whatever and I don't even think about it because I literally am always just posting about what I want to post it's so I still cheat I yeah I still cheat it as if I have like a hundred followers yeah <laughs> I really do and I mean of course sometimes I'm like all right maybe I shouldn't because I don't want to deal with like you know the three million comments there are gonna just gonna be people like like chatting back and forth about it like I did today because it's uh, election day yeah <laughs> it's election day so I did both a little controversial thing, but sometimes I just don't want to deal with that. But most of the time, like, stupid pictures, things, my selfies are all me. I don't have, no one has any control of my social media, none. And that's great, though, because yeah. that's obviously why your followers like you, that it's very
0: real. Oh, thanks. <laughs> the difference, I think, between a Gen Z influencer such as yourself and a millennial influencer is that you're, like, you guys are more raw. This yeah. is your life. It's what you wake up and do, where I find the older girls edit things a bit more and it's it
1: feels, like, fake. Like, it can't yeah. possibly be real. Well, they didn't grow up, I, to me, it's like the internet is how I express myself and it's always been how I express myself. So, it's like, this is just a form and it's really strange that it's now a job like it's the strangest thing to me because the best thing is the best thing it's (laughs) crazy and I but also I feel like these people didn't grow up like in the same way like on the internet than we did so I feel like they're just they're trying to get to a point where it could be a brand and they don't know really how to do it so they think there's like a formula when in reality there isn't and I'm sure like you know if I did certain things like I could get like a million followers like in two weeks or something yeah. right. and that could help but you know it's not what I want to post on my Instagram yeah. I barely even post the shoots that I pro- like I literally like I curate it so hard to the, what I like personally and I don't do it if someone else wants me like if someone's like could you please post this like if I don't like it I'll never do that I'll well, never that's really good I'll like cry I'll like, a pedo baby, do <laughs> <laughs> that makes me happy to hear what's your favorite shoot or modeling opportunity that you've had definitely anything with Petra Collins. Um, She's, like, one of the main people. I actually was (laughs) texting her the other day, like, crying. I was like, I never tell you how much you mean to me, (laughs) but I was actually thinking about it, because a lot of girls, they start modeling, and it's very male-dominated, male gaze. Like, you don't feel as comfortable, or you know, you feel like there is a there's a judgment on your body or your look and I never felt that when I started modeling like with American Apparel even though I do have a few things to say about that they never put makeup on me they never retouched me I never was told my I was too big too small too anything at all like I've never from them from Petra no one has ever like even mentioned my body I felt like I was just a normal model and you are a <laughs> normal model I know well, Yeah, but then like I got signed and you know I realized that it's not like that with everyone else it's like yeah I would shoot and I'd be the only curvy girl there or like one of two and I wouldn't feel different. I wouldn't. And and personally, you felt confident? Yeah, definitely. I never felt more confident than when I was shooting with like someone who I trusted who's a friend, who's young and open-minded and, you know, she doesn't have this tainted view of fashion that so many people, like so many people are so in their like fashion fantasy that they think that this is like what life is, you know, and it's not. The reality of it is that most people aren't, A typical fashion beauty standard, or not, and Petra understands it and finds the beauty in like everything else. And it's just—it really was nice that I started modeling with her, and I still shoot with her. And it's—it's only gotten better and better. Like it's only like we've she's only glowed up, (laughs) as I would say, for so much. And now we have like stylists and people, but we still have our own twist on it. Like she lets us have the say in how we look and how we're presenting ourselves like it's it's so collaborative and it's not like that for anyone else yeah that sounds like such a good experience it's like so fun you just you it's know like really like embrace it yeah kind of <laughs> <laughs> what matters the most to you matters the most to me just being aware of the world and not getting it twisted perception of reality is so important to me I think a lot of people who start getting internet followers or even just like you know a little buzz they start changing up and you know I things happen that is not going to change me but people I've people I've known for years are like completely different people now just because they have you know some people who follow Same. them and like them and yeah no it's good it's real life you have to be authentic
0: you have to be true to yourself you have to feel good about what you're doing and the more real
1: and honest you are with yourself like the happier you're gonna be right yeah no 100% and I think that my happiness stems from being like being aware of what's happening like I'm hyper aware of everything I like analyze everything and I'm like this is where I'm at I'm not better I'm not worse but this is what I am and I'm gonna be a human being throughout all of it because I'm not gonna be some dick you know
0: such an Can I idol. Curse on this? <laughs> <laughs> okay. <cool. laughs> we had some questions that our style gurus want to ask you. The first one is from Mendasa Shields and her question is, what's your stance on labeling women's bodies? Do you think labels like plus size help
1: form a community or contribute to the problem of underrepresentation? So, I actually I know I've changed opinions on this many times from the moment I started modeling as a go plus size model to now. And at first I was like, I don't see anything wrong with that word. It's not even the word. It's not being classified. It's not being like bigger. That's not what I think is what's wrong about that statement. It's not that you know, I don't think there's anything wrong with being plus size or curvy or you know me and my friends call it like we're like the fat agenda. We like say the fats like, no. but we like we we took that word and we know that we're not like. We know that we're we're secure with ourselves. So it's like that word, we just took it back. So with me, it's like words like that, they don't really, they don't hurt me. But I understand that I've been so infuriated that everything I do has to be, like everything has to be the plus size community, which I love and I embrace. And it's amazing. And it's like empowering. But the fact that we can't merge those two industries together is so heartbreaking because there are so many girls that, would love to see not just one body type it's not even that we need like size 14 plus it's like there are no size sixes there's no eights there's no barely any fours really in the fashion industry and like they make these thin girls become unhealthy to be this extremely like ancient tradition of being like wayfish and tiny and not taking up space as a woman it's just like it doesn't have to be that way yeah. and i don't think it would make so, it just doesn't make sense to me you make so much more money if you include you know, the average woman is what, size 16, 14? Right.
0: <laughs> it is very like an archaic concept of yeah, how skinny models are. And there's obviously everyone has kind of a different opinion. And our community is full of girls of all different backgrounds and sizes. And it's really great to see how they embrace it. And they're very confident with who they are. So I exactly. think it's good to have role models like you speaking on behalf and saying, like, a model's a model, no matter your size.
1: Mm. Like, thank you. <laughs> I was like,
0: I'm like, oh. The next question is from Lauren Herwig and it's, what has been your favorite modeling job so far and why?
1: Favorite modeling job? Um, I, I feel like a lot of jobs I do kind of often. Like I do, um, like I have some clients that I do pretty often and it's always fun when I go to like LA or like London yeah. and it's not so much, it's the, the experience of it all as in like me being in London for a week and me being in LA for a week rather than the job itself, so it's like the experience of it all kind of matters to me as well. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean getting to travel is yeah. such a perk of what you do. And yeah, and it's really hard cities. on your body,
0: though. I've learned <laughs> your skin, your hair. Yes. It's
1: like I, I was so excited to travel, like all over, but then I realized quickly that. It's it's very nice, but it's sometimes it's not as great as it can be. Sometimes you're in the middle of nowhere in an airport motel, you're like, and you're like, "Where real. am I?" And Glamour. I'm like, "No one, <laughs> no one speaks anything near English." Yeah. You're like, "Oh my gosh!" Like I don't know how to like communicate and go somewhere. You don't have any friends there to help you communicate. Yeah, you just sit in your hotel and you're like, take a bath ten times. Yeah, <laughs> you're like counting down until it ends. But I mean, it's so worth it because then I'm home in like two days. It's fine. It just. You know? there's some cities that are better
0: than others oh yeah <laughs> and the last question is from Wasi Furtis, and it's what is one piece of advice you would give to your younger self
1: oh my god I would give myself so much advice I, <laughs> um, I always had like a feeling that I would be able I would kind of break through from like all the all the like, kind of the bullshit that I was going through in school and you know rise above it and that's kind of what gave me hope through school and I don't know I just had a feeling I'm like you know I want to be an actress at the time I want to be a big time actress Uh, I'll (laughs) get a hoot about you guys yeah and I would just work on my own stuff and then like so I would just be like like don't doubt yourself and I never really did so that and you don't have to change yourself to get to somewhere. Because I always thought, like, you know, once I become big, I have to lose, like, 50 million pounds. You know, and that was always a thing. And I remember when I was 15, I lost, like, 30 pounds or something crazy because I wanted to be an actress. And I was just, like, I wish I could tell myself, you don't have to change anything. And it actually, they like, all fall into place weirdly enough. Such good advice. <laughs> Amazing. What's next for you? What's next? Um... I don't know. That's, a, that's kind of like the cool part. You don't know. But I do have some goals. Um, that's good. Do you set like short-term and long-term goals or you kind of just yeah, kind ride of. with what's going on? I ride with what's going on, but I also have some goals that are kind of vague. So it's like a leave. So like, I'm not the kind to of be like, I want to book this job specifically. I, yep. I want to book this kind of job that usually you know people of my size don't get to do. And I would like to like, and there's tons of jobs that even my friends have done that, you know, I would never have thunk. (laughs) They would put a curvy girl in and I'm like, whoa, cool.
0: There's definitely, I think, been big strides in the modeling space and you represent a generation of very forward and open thinkers. And I think as you guys continue to become, you know, leaders in different organizations, like it's only a matter of time
1: oh that's so but sweet thank you, thank you so for someone shirt. being positive whenever i say my dreams they're like oh okay no <laughs> we'll think about that but then it happens anyways and i'm like dude you have to dream big right <laughs> yeah definitely thank, thank you so
0: much this thank has been you. wonderful thanks barbie for chatting and thank you for listening to another episode of office hours be sure to rate and subscribe to our podcast until next time